Hi, and welcome to podcast number two. My name is Sam Schmidt. My name is Colton Newins. My name is Rocky Rokey. And the first part is the NFL again. And our first topic is the Chiefs are losing money. I think that that is, is important because after the Super Bowl loss against Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, um, you would think if they would have won the Super Bowl, they probably won't be having too many money problems because – don't you win money after winning the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, you can win money, and if you're having struggles and you win the Super Bowl, you can get some money, and then you can pay them back. But the people they're losing is a crucial part of their team. Like, mm-hmm. Miko Hardman, he's going to be a pretty good speedy wide receiver. He's quick. He can turn fast. Sammy Watkins, he's also a speedy wide receiver. He's quick. He can mm-hmm. also turn fast. And Le'Veon Bell, the running back, he's mm-hmm. developing even though he's – doing very he's pretty old right now but if he could just not get injured any of these seasons or the Chiefs somehow get him back I think that he'll have a pretty decent season mm-hmm. all of those players that you guys said they're like they prove a point they should be on that team because they're really good and he they all have bonded chemistry with that team yep and the next topic is really important for the Packers. Actually, the next two are very important. But the first one is what to expect from David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, next season. Um, for David Bakhtiari getting injured right before the Buccaneers game, if I think if he didn't get injured right there, it would have been a whole different ball game. It might even won. But well, if he comes back this season, it's going to be very interesting to see if if Bakhtiari can still play like he has. And with Elkton Jenkins holding it down while he's gone, it's going to be interesting if he can still play good. Colton, your thoughts on David Bakhtiari getting injured? I think that'll be better for the running backs because A.J. Dillon, he can pound through people. He can gain 10 yards with a bunch of people on him like Derrick Henry. And... Jamal Williams, he can he's a really good catching um running back, but he can also run really quick. But one thing he needs to work on is holding the ball. Yep, and the second part of the Packers is Packers to lose part of their offense because Aaron Jones, their running back, their starting running back number thirty three. He is asking for ninety million dollars to come back. Or was it, I think it was four years, three or four years. And I say he's gone. Yeah, I think he's going to be gone because the Packers are still, I think that they know what talent A.J. Dillon has and what he's going to be able to accomplish, especially with Jamal Williams. He'll be able to, I think that he's a rising star, in my opinion, for the Packers and possibly for the whole league. But I still think that it will be, somewhat of a step uh a step back for the Packers because they might it, he's like he encouraged lots of players during the season and he helped out AJ Dillon Dillon and he I think if he does stay that will be pretty well for the Packers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about Aaron Rodgers, there's been lots of rumors of him being traded even though he has two years left on his contract. But they also have Oh, like a young QB that has been working with one of the greatest QBs, Aaron Rodgers, of all time. And they might think that he's ready, so 
then Aaron Rodgers might get traded. So I think that if that does happen, they're still in pretty good hands, but they do need to draft a cornerback because Kevin King, he's not that fast. I would say he's like um, uh, not a lineman, but – Middle linebacker, linebacker? Yeah, middle linebacker. <clears throat> He's just slowing down as he ages. And if if he does, like, somehow, like, go away from the Packers, they're going to desperately need a cornerback because mm-hmm. their whole secondary will be get a big loss. But yeah. if they get another Jair Alexander, I think they would be good on defense, but they might have to draft a running back that's pretty fast because – Jamal Williams, like I said, he can catch it, but he can't really hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. And AJ Dillon, not really fast, but he's he's a Derrick Henry. He's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the next part is Defensive Player of the Year for 2022. I think that every single person who watches the NFL should still keep an eye out for Chase Young because he's shown that he is a true star and that he was born to play in the NFL. Because he had four forced fumbles and three of them were recovered. Yo, and a 47-yard touchdown like we talked about in the last podcast episode. But I think that's going to be a lot of linebackers like Bobby Wagner. He might just blow up. And T.J. Watt, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. They might just get a bunch of sacks, and, and Rashawn Gary. if they don't get injured, I think that they'll have a great chance at it. Yeah. Also, the rookie Jeremy Chin, he plays for Carolina, Carolina Panthers. He got two touchdowns in 10 seconds playing the Vikings. I think that he could be a very important a- asset for the Carolina Panthers' defense. Uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the NBA now. Nets chemistry making the team worse. I say, I say that because James Harden, he's a star. he was a star for the Houston Rockets. And then Kyrie Irving was a star for Celtics. all the Celtics and Cavaliers. But he also had LeBron James, who was really good. Mm-hmm. But I still think that he was, like, one of their leaders on the team. And then Kevin Durant. He's used to also being a leader, even though he has a lot of those good players. He used to have a lot of those good players on the Warriors. But they all think that they still have the spotlight, and they all they don't really work together. They all do their own thing. I feel like they all have a I'm the one who carries the team mindset, but also I'm the one who always needs to have the ball, and I'm the one who always needs to score. And a lot of them are still – Mo- they're still not in their prime, but they're still doing very well. If they get, like, if they're going to get older, so if they, like, start getting worse and worse and worse, that might affect the Nets a lot. And their center, Allen, the... Right Jared young, Allen? Yes. He's probably going to have to have a very good season. Um, There's a giant big race. For number one rookie of the year. So far, right now, it's LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton at number two, and James Wiseman at number three. I think that in the end of the season, Tyrese Halliburton is going to win. I think that at the end of the season, LaMelo Ball is going to be the 
uh, rookie of the year because he proved his point that he should be a starter instead of a backup. So, yeah. and he's like he keeps going up now. He he was the first player rookie to have a triple double this season, like Rocky said last podcast. And I say that James Wiseman is also very good. He, he can, might just win it, but Lamelo is just a little bit better, I think. Mm-hmm. Like Colton said, he's improving and he's proving himself. James Wiseman, show, it, it looks like he's not even a rookie. He's playing with really good confidence. He shows that he can shoot where he wants to shoot, and he shows how to lead a team, especially with Stephen Curry. All right. Then we have Rockets and Wizards trade for John Wall. Was that good? I think that the Wizards just got 10 times better because John Wall hurt himself last season with a leg injury. I don't know what it was. It might have been an ACL or a hamstring. But um, Russell Westbrook, I think that he's better than John Wall and a little younger. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, with Russell Westbrook, he's still playing like he has on the Rockets, maybe even better. Because he can just blow up all of a sudden and just go crazy. And if he could do that, Pistons will have maybe a chance at the playoffs. Yep. Um, what were the Pelicans thinking on the trade in the offseason? I don't know what they're thinking because I'm glad getting Steven Adams was a big plus for their team because they didn't really have a dominant center. And then Brit- – Getting rid of or trading Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe, I don't think that that was a good trade because Drew Holiday shows that he's a leader on defense and, and Eric Bledsoe doesn't have the best shot, mm-hmm. but Drew but Holiday does. Eric Bledsoe, when he was on the Bucks, he didn't like want to be on that team. Yeah, he showed that after a couple games, he just didn't really want to be for them. He wasn't playing as good as he could. And, and you know. like Drew Holiday... He shows that he wants to be there. He wants to be on a playoff team that they might he believes that they can win they could win it all. So he's playing like that and he's doing really good, even though he's out of out right now. But Alright. The next one is college basketball and football. Expectations for March Madness. I am expecting a really good year for March Madness. And Baylor, I think they have a real shot at winning. But Wisconsin, I think that they could make it to the championship or at least to the Elite Eight or Final Four. What do you guys think? I think I agree with you a lot. Baylor's playing very well. And Wisconsin might just pop out and have a really great year. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think Baylor, since they're undefeated, I think that they might win it all because not even because of their record, they just have a really good overall team. Like they're they're like the Nets, the three players on the Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. But they all have chemistry and they work together and they can do everything. So they should be number one over Gonzaga because they don't really have a standout star, like Sam said last podcast. And they just show that they're better. They're showing that they put up lots of points and they're beating teams by a lot more points. Um, I would just like to add a really funny joke. 
What happens in April when your team loses in March Madness? March Sadness? No, it's April Sadness. <laughs> okay, next we have for college football. Uh, yeah, Rocky? Um, for college football, you have to talk about the Malik Murphy. When he's gonna probably come into Texas, that's what a lot of people think. He's a five star QB. He and, looked at Texas the other day. And I've watched some of his highlight plays, and I think that he's like an improvisory quarterback, but like very fast as well. And I think if he plays like really good in college, he might get the Heisman and be a first round pick. And he could be like what Kyler Murray was, or what Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields are mm-hmm. soon to be. He could be. A, he could, might be able to be a Patrick Mahomes. All right, now we have breaking news. There wasn't too much for college, but trades and signings. There wasn't any that we saw, but Malik Beasley, a 120 day sentence for a gun threat. I don't know what he was thinking by doing that, but. Anthony Davis gets 12 all time for points scored in a game. In a game, he passes Big O Oscar Robertson for that, and yeah, he passes Oscar Robertson. And good news, like we said, I think that in my part, coronavirus is ending, and the Knicks and Nets showed that because they are now letting. Welcoming fans back on February 23rd. So for New York Knicks and Brooklyn Nets fans, I, I hope that you guys are excited. And a quick shout-out here before we end our podcast. We would like to shout-out to our science teacher, Mrs. Cole, for inspiring us to do our podcast about this. And we're just really glad that she supported us on this decision. So. That is it for this podcast. It was shorter than the first one, and I hope that everybody enjoyed it. We'll see you on episode three. Peace.